welcome to the Let's Decode Stigma podcast. My school was like triple his. I think in the end we worked it out. I'd kiss like over 50 people with tongues in like under three minutes. Which, when you think about it, is pretty disgusting. And I'm not surprised I've got glandular fever. In advance, but, you know, it's your fault because you took wrong one bit. I'm sorry I blocked you. It's just because I was obsessed with your profile at the time. I was quite concerned that I was actually going to be traded in for a camel. Like, I think he would have picked the camel over me at this point. In Norfolk, that... I just deleted it straight away. I was like, this is depressing. I cannot stay here if this is my dating life. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Decode Stigma. Today, I was... I was considering what to talk about, and I wasn't overly sure. I've talked about a lot of the topics that are quite substantial to me and that I feel like I am able to talk about in terms of eating disorders and mental health obviously there is and social media and dating and all that there's obviously topics that I haven't talked about in here but it's because it's not because I am ignorant to them it's that I don't think that I have a voice to talk about them and I'm probably not I don't have the authority to do so um as and when I get guests on or feel more comfortable to do that then I obviously will but um there are obviously topics that haven't been discussed that are quite big stigmas in our current life um but I didn't want to talk about them and cause more offense um so obviously I'm talking about things like black lives matter and cultural appropriation um because yeah like I say it's I don't think I'm the right person to voice that and my friend I have friends that do that really well um i know my friend ruth who started girl things is doing that on her podcast so if you want to discuss let's go check her out um so today what i want to talk about is another area of my kind of specialism is so is to do with sustainability fast fashion and the use of plastics now i went to university and when i studied fashion it was very heavily focused on fast fashion being the enemy. We had to write a lot of critical reports on it. Um, we had to dive into the implications of the cost of our clothes, the dyes of our clothes, the um, conditions in which they're made in, the CO2 footprints, um, and all of those sorts of things. And... I think although we were told we had to be really critical, we were still led down a certain path. Um, And I was definitely influenced by it. Um, And I I would say in my first and second year, I was very anti-fast fashion. And then I spoke to people who had done placements at places like Primark. and, um, And then obviously COVID happened. And the ways in which fashion brands reacted who were told, so Primark has always been the enemy. The way in which Primark reacted to, obviously, cancellation of orders and things like that, they, despite what the headlines that were given in the press, they actually did quite a lot. Um, And they actually paid their workers when other brands didn't. Um, And obviously, COVID has resulted in a lot of people losing their jobs. And... um, certain other brands aren't handling it necessarily in such a good light um but I think that my opinion on fast fashion 
has changed quite substantially in that I don't agree with consumerism of the fashion. I believe that the issue is our purchasing habits and not the production. Like, obviously, I don't agree with child labour. I don't agree with the working conditions. I don't agree with the toxins that are put into the planet. I don't agree with those. But I think that I am a minority. So, and also, the alternative may not also be better. So, I recently started a new job for a beauty beauty brand and I questioned the use of plastic in our packaging and our products Um, and I was told that the products, the CO2 footprint of a glass container is substantially higher than plastic for many reasons. Firstly, if you're from the UK, we don't produce it, so it has to be shipped over right and no matter how you do that that bumps up the cost and because of the weight of glass that bumps up the cost even more um and then to then break it down is also another lengthy cost so actually the co2 footprint long term is quite high for glass and it's not necessarily better um similar with tin tin is even worse in terms of the carbon footprint in production and again we don't make it in the uk so it's kind of like we are told plastic is really bad and plastic is bad um but there's certain degrees in which plastic isn't the enemy and again i think the world has gone on a let's go for plastic thing when actually it's not the soul of the issue um because the issue is that single-use plastic yep i totally agree with but we need to as a planet figure out how we're going to deal with it with the amount of rubbish that we produce and whether it is obviously we can't really stop production but we are moving towards just using recycled plastic so the brand i work for everything is uh, at least 50 percent recycled plastics and you might say why is it not 100 percent?" and that's because if it's 100% the finish isn't right and people won't buy it so and okay yeah there will be brands out there that say no it has to be 100% but you are significantly damaging your income which means that in the long term you're going to go out of business which means you won't make that much of a change whereas the way the brand is doing it is that they start with 50% obviously that provides the company with more money and at that point they can then start to invest in other things without that you can't um and i think it just really made me stop for a minute and think wow i've spent the best part of two years trying to cut out the plastic in my beauty regime i've not done a very good job to be honest because i'm a fake tan lover and fake tan does not come in anything but plastic and actually what i learned is that is the plastic recyclable um because if it is then it won't actually impact the environment that much more than well not as much like the similar amount of glass for example um and there is also we call them single-use plastics because they're used for one thing so in in theory a bottle of fake tan and a bottle of soda whatever 
water is the same single-use plastic. However, that bottle of water will last you, what, an hour, maybe two? Whereas fake tan will last me uh, summer, like, good six months, winter, maybe three. You know, like, so actually, the long, the lifespan of it is so much different. And I think at the moment, there is a, obviously, there's a series that's come out where everyone's questioning their, their habits and their, what they're doing. And I think that's great to question, but I think that we're beginning, being given a very narrow view of it. Um, I know that soybeans were attacked on said programme. And actually, it's something like 95% of all soybeans produced are used for agricultural farming. So actually, the use of it in human consumption, in terms of actual human eating it, so, because people say, oh, you shouldn't drink soy milk, it's, you're just as bad for the environment. No, actually, because 95% of it still goes towards what you're doing. So I think that that's just another thing where you're only given such a small, minute, tiny view of the issue and it's causing these extreme movements in habits where actually it's unachievable have you ever gone flat out for a goal and then but you've gone so hard it happens in diet culture all the time for example you'll go like completely clean you're like i'm not going to drink i'm going to work out five times a week i'm going to hit my daily steps I'm not going to eat any chocolate, I'm not going to eat this, I'm not going to do that. And then you last for like about, what, a week, max two, and then you absolutely crash and burn because it's not sustainable. And I think you're now in this place where, unless you're doing everything perfectly, you are treated like you're doing something wrong. And actually, long term, the sustainability venture that the world is going on at the moment is not sustainable and people won't be able to keep up with it because it's because you can't achieve it at the moment like nothing you do will be perfect so i've been buying like tins of lip balm instead of the sticks but actually i then find out that the carbon footprint of that tin is equally as bad so actually what am i supposed to do and then if you think about it like that where everything you have to do is perfect then you're not going to bother at all um, and I think that that's where it gets really, like, sad, actually, that we can't, as humans, we have to do everything perfectly, and, but also that we are just given, like, snippets of the truth, um, in terms of fashion, and in terms of, well, these are obviously things that impact me, and everyone has their own journey and own thing that they worry about in terms of sustainability, but for me, now, this is making me question, not question my brand but question the things that I was going to put into the brand for example like I wanted to make sure it's all eco-friendly all sustainable but actually is what I wanted to do as eco-friendly and as sustainable as something else for example these new bamboo packaging systems are actually worse than plastic because you cannot recycle them because they will be coated with a sheet of plastic, which means the plastic is not recyclable um, because obviously it's, it, you can put it in the recycling, but they won't be able to separate the two, um, which means it will just never biodegrade and rot 
and going to the ocean. Um, and it's marketed at the moment as like the most sustainable thing and bamboo's the best. And bamboo on its own is great, yeah. But you can't make things legally safe and you can't make beauty products in bamboo without giving it a sheet of lining or and it won't get through all the tests that need to be done because of that because obviously it's a natural product things rot inside and there's no protection from the outside elements so as you you'd have to put way more preservatives in which in that case surely that contradicts with what you're going for um and it's the same with fast fashion like if we completely cut out fast fashion which is this called the enemy and all these fashion brands now that are doing their conscious ranges which are made in the same factories and paid the same uh, but with maybe an organic fabric um, those factories then don't have the they don't have any income at all so surely that's worse so we're being told that XYZ are really bad and everything that they're doing is really bad but what's the alternative when the UK doesn't have any of the production or when if you stop it, it damages them more. And yeah, don't get me wrong, I really want to move towards a more sustainable wardrobe. I mean, I don't see it happening in terms of I'm not going to ever stop shopping. I love to shop. It's like my favourite pastime. And would I have the willpower to not keep up with the trends? No. Um, but does that make me awful? No. Does that mean I'm killing the planet? No. Because I also keep my clothes forever. You should see how many clothes are in my wardrobe. Like, they just don't get chucked out. Um, and then it's things like people say, oh, yeah, but I take it to charity. But actually, most of charity shop clothes end up in landfill anyway. Because there's not enough of a trend to go buy them. Because the only people that's going to go buy them is the people who are lucky enough have that time to do so um so i think that the whole point of this um podcast was basically to highlight how whatever you're doing in terms of the environment and whatever you choose to be important to you is helping but don't feel like you have to do everything perfectly like you, you won't be able to is actually the bottom line like you won't because you're not given the full picture and you're not given the full picture for a reason so for you to be able to see through all of that um like I say like I was very much down the I can't use plastic anymore route and did loads of stuff to try and cut it out and actually now I'm like oh well now I've learned that that's not actually helped at all um and I think a lot of people will be quite shocked at the time, like when they hear this, because of, especially because at the moment it's a big thing and there's obviously like a very big person in the world talking about it, but um, I don't necessarily think it's right or accessible to everyone um, in terms of, because if you got into it that much detail as much as I just have, you would have to then think about and google and research every footprint of everything you bought and people just are not going to do that yeah they might make apps that do it for you like you scan a product and it will then ping up but 
realistically if you want something you're going to buy it so I just think that that's quite a hard topic to I think there's such a big stigma around it at the moment just because um the eco warriors are out there and I'm an eco warrior so like I'm talking about myself here um but I just thought that this was quite an interesting one that needed to be brought to the attention of people because it really shocked me actually and it made me realise how ignorant I was to what I'd been told and what I like what I'd been told from uni and what I'd seen in the papers and um like I say like over Covid there was a lot of bad press for certain fashion brands and actually when you dove into the numbers of what they'd actually done they'd taken like all the negatives and actually what they were doing for the third world countries was way more than any of the other brands but they just had a bad rep and uh, don't get me wrong it's not like I'm saying reinstate plastic straws because obviously they are the devil what I'm saying is be cautious and be conscious but don't don't believe every eco-warrior out there essentially um because they're probably not correct and they're probably not right so thank you all for listening to me i guess it was a little bit of a rant about sustainability um because like i say i think that it really bugs me now when fast fashion brands are not fast fashion but all fashion is deemed wrong and bad and don't get me wrong there are things that fashion brands do that are really bad i'm not condoning those i am just simply saying that what you're told is a narrow view and i think that i am a lot better i'm more aware of it than a lot of other people but that's just because i've studied it and i'm in the industry and it's something that i think about a lot and i am obviously conscious of whereas people who don't research it and are just told don't use this, don't use the other, don't do that, will just fil- follow that because that's what they've been told, but it won't be sustainable and actually long-term it won't have that much of an effect. Like, we need to educate people on all sorts of things in sustainability, like how different processes of making components actually really does change things. So, like your denim, your denim jeans. are Denim jeans are like one of the worst things for the planet ever, but they're the most bought item in fashion because they haven't found a new way to make them yet and people still want them but the dyeing processes are horrific like they're so bad but people don't know about that but what you're saying in the media is fast fashion is really bad well actually there's brands out there that are not fast fashion that sell really expensive denim jeans that do more damage to the planet every day through their denim than anyone else um and you would buy from that brand because you see them as like a brand and they're like renowned for quality and you think oh well they must be better for the environment and you know they release all these press things but actually just just the production of jeans is really bad um so i just wanted to like open up the conversation and make people think and have a look and research and think actually like what is the impact of my clothing or my beauty products or my hair care or my shampoo like what is it about all of those things that and like unless you're passionate about it all unless you actually care it's 
it's not something you're going to be able to commit to because it's not easy and it does like i say like i was trying to do it for two years and now i've just realized that actually it's not necessarily the best decision or like the best move is what i was trying to achieve so always be open to education is what I'm, is what i'm going to leave you with like never be closed off there are people out there that know more about subjects than you. There are people out there who can give you so much knowledge and information, but don't take it as gospel. Like, take it away, listen to them, read up on it. Like, because, like I say, like, if I had been shut off and I'd have said, well, why are you not doing X, Y, Z, then I wouldn't have learned as much as I have in the last, like, literally four days. And it's blown my mind. And, yeah, I think just be open and don't take everything the media tells you so thank you all for listening and um i'm sure it's a very short one today i have got a very busy week actually um i'm doing something really exciting for the business this week and i've just started a new job so i am a bit busy um but i wanted to make sure i got one out because like i said last week i had imposter syndrome and I just want to make sure that I push myself to do it because like I said it's something that I really enjoy and I don't want to feel like I am shying away from it or anything like that so thank you all for listening um please share and subscribe and like um and follow my instagram which is let's decode stigma um and I will always speak to you all next week